Oh, there you go. Recording has started. Wonderful. Uh, Tom, can you uh, change your video a bit? The top of your head is cut off. Okay. So let's see. How's that? There's a lot of light behind. This it's but it's better. Here, wait. Hey, let me turn the one this one off. Yeah, there's a sun beaming to the to the frame for some reason. Is that a little better? With the light off? A little bit. Here, I can try pulling these down more. Perfect. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, just a little behind. Okay, perfect. That's great. Wonderful. Good. And, All right. Uh, and I'm looking straight this way. Uh, yes. Yes, and maybe one more step at the back, Tom, please. Lovely. Yeah, perfect. So this way your head, the top of the head is not cut off. Wonderful. Good. All right. Welcome, folks, to our next edition of the Innovation Moment. Now, innovation and uncertainty go hand in hand. And with navigating uncertainty comes risks. So on this edition of the Innovation Moment, we will unpack a new book written by Tom Kuzmarski and Jacob Sherman called Risk-Free Innovation, for which I got the privilege to write the foreword. Let me start by introducing Tom. And this might take a minute or two uh, because of the glorious uh, experience uh, that Tom brings here. First and foremost, uh, Tom, welcome to the Innovation Moment. Thank you, Shivani. It's wonderful to be with you. Great. So folks, Tom is the president and founder of Kuzmarski Innovation and has worked with clients ranging from brands like IBM, Gap, Coca-Cola to international conglomerates. Um, the findings and new products created from his innovation strategies and practices has actually led to billions in new revenue for the clients that he has consulted to. He also teaches at the Kellogg School of Management and is currently the academic director of a program called Leading and Sustaining a Culture of Innovation. If that's not enough, he's authored nine books on innovation and leadership and has written for and been quoted in articles for Bloomberg Businessweek, Fast Company, Wall Street Journal, MSNBC, Chicago Tribune, and many more. Uh, a thing near and dear to my heart, though, is the fact that Tom has co-founded, along with Dan Miller, the Chicago Innovation Awards 22 years ago. And Tom, what a great event last night uh, the, the, was in Chicago, um, coming off a great uh, high from that event, Tom. And uh, this has been a great way to highlight contributions to innovation in all its forms in Chicago which has emerged as a center of innovation, second to none in the nation. So with that introduction, once again, Tom, welcome to the Innovation Moment. 
Well, thank you so much, Shivani. And, and, and indeed, last night with 750 people attending the Chicago Innovation Awards, it was a, it was a wonderful night. Great. Um, Tom, maybe we start off with first you just sharing with us a bit about what is this book about, uh, the risk-free innovation, your latest book? What is it about and who is it for? Great question. And, and let me give you the history behind it uh, in terms of wh where this whole idea came from. In every Kellogg uh, School of Management class that I teach to executives, I ask them the question, what's your biggest impediment to innovation success? What's the barrier? What, why is it that you're not more successful at innovation? And without question, their consistent answer is, oh, you know, we're risk averse. We have a fear of failure. We're not sure we're really willing to do what it takes with the possibility of then not succeeding. And so when I kept hearing this, I said, we've got to figure out a way to communicate that innovation, while it is risky, the risk can be reduced. And so that's this what this whole book is about. It really is intended for anyone who is leading innovation within their organization and or any C-suite executive that really wants to be able to understand better how to create an innovation strategy, a process, a culture, and what it really takes for people that are engaged in innovation to do it successfully and to do it with a lower level of risk. That's great. But one question on this, some of the things you've talked about, um, they've been done in the past. I've, I've, I've read articles on it, maybe not to the extent into what you're talking about, but what's, what's unique about this book? What's, what's really the, the differentiating element in this book? Well, I, I have to answer that two ways, because uh, both from a uh, physical uh, difference as well as a content difference. The physical difference, uh, Shivani, um, is that we put 25 different QR codes throughout the book. So you can take your iPhone and you can click on those uh, uh, 25 different QR codes and I, you'll see me pop up and Jake pop up and we'll provide you a, a, a quote unquote live a summary of each of the chapters and the charts and the graphs. And so it's just, I've never seen, I've never seen a book Lovely. that has, uh, that can really be brought to life like that. Mm -hmm. And the other exciting thing about it is that over time we're able to change those uh, videos so that the content can continue to stay fresh. So that, that certainly is one uh, newness dimension uh, for the, of, of the book. But, but the second really is, a, a strong conviction to a organization that adopts these 10 risk reducers, I guarantee they will have a higher level of success in terms of innovation. And and, and I don't think anybody said, you know, you, you'll hear some uh, books that'll say, oh, you'll be more creative and, and, and you'll be more inspired and you'll be more of this. And what I'm saying is that you will be more successful at creating 
profitable innovations into the marketplace. Love that. That is what people need right now, right? But can they really innovate in a risk-free manner? What are some of those uh, uh, those those risk uh, uh, reducers, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of those risk reducers that uh, that that you talk about in your book? Sure. Well, let me share a few of them uh, with you. Take, for example, the first risk reducer. Define innovation your way. Oh my gosh! If you go into a company and you ask five people how they define innovation today within their own organization, how many answers will you get? Five, sometimes even six. And an innovation team can't operate unless they have an understanding of what senior management agrees upon is the type of innovation that we should be pursuing. Now, I happen to believe that, as you do too, that innovation is all about creating new value for customers and or for consumers, but there's different types of innovation. There's breakthrough, there's disruptive innovation, there's line extensions, there's cost reductions, and all of these are different forms of innovation. But if I'm on an innovation team, I've got to have clarity on which of those as a company, as an organization, we want to go after. And when you don't do that, oh my gosh, the risk just accelerates because here we are, an innovation team focused on cost reductions, and we come up with some really good ones. We go to the senior management team and they say, but where's the breakthrough? Where's the disruptive innovations? So defining innovation and getting everybody on the same page is is one example. A second example is rely on problems, not ideas. Oh, and and so many organizations start, Shivani, with an idea brainstorming session. And they come up with a hundred new ideas and they say, isn't this great? And we're so creative. And, we're, and then what happens to those ideas? And typically nothing does, right? And the reason is because they haven't started the process by understanding the problems, the needs, the wants, the desires, the concerns of customers, clients, consumers in the marketplace. And that really has to be the starting point for a a lower level of risk uh, for for innovation, because then it becomes a problem-solving endeavor where we're generating ideas, but they solve problems that we've already identified in in the marketplace. And I'll just give you, I'll give you a a third one, uh, which I love. Risk reducer number six is Build failure into the financials. Mm-hmm. So, so here we have an innovation forecast over the next five years. And what you see in companies is the hockey stick, right? So it continues mm-hmm. to go up. But the assumption is that there'll be 100% success. And of course, that will not be the case, nor should that be the case. Right. And so you've got to create some failure factors factor as part of that pro forma. And so what we suggest is building in a a 40% failure rate, but Mm. 60% success rate. So for example, if if your goal was to achieve $75 million in new revenues from new services and new products 
over a three, five year time period, then you should set the target of 125 million in revenues to launch into the marketplace, assuming a 60% success rate, you'll then be able to achieve that 75 million that you've put forward in your initial goal. So those are just some, some examples of ways that, and if you do all of these, Con, con, you know, collectively, that's what will uh, really reduce risk uh, when you innovate. I love that. Uh, and especially because there's such a dichotomy, right? Like you have to you have to take risks in order to succeed. And to a certain extent, I think risk and innovation are so synonymous with each other. And 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 I I I love the ten risk reducers that you talk about in your book. Uh, the other piece also, as I was reading through the book, what I found was it's not just applicable to organizations. This can extend to public service organizations and not for profits as well, right, Tom? A- absolutely, Shivani. And uh, you know, I'm such a strong believer that a government can be very innovative and can come up with new services and new ways of serving the public. Uh, you know, I'll just give you an example of, of what of the Secretary of State here in Illinois, Alexei Janulius, just came out with uh, a, a month ago. Uh, you know, when you would go to the DMV uh, in the past, you'd have to wait there and you'd take a number and you'd wait and wait and wait. Well, he created a new... Uh, uh, a service called Skip the Line. And what Skip the Line means is that now you can go online and register for a time on a specific day when you can go get your new license. And it's wonderful. It solves the problem of me spending two hours or three hours of time uh, because now I can go right in and out. So government has a, a, a great uh, need. Uh, I, I think, for innovation. And these can be applied to any government agency, too. Fantastic. Wonderful. That's really good. Um, uh, any 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 final uh, comments or thoughts, any key takeaways that you would like to give our audience as we kind of wrap up our innovation moment for today? I, I sure would, Shivani. And, and that is the, the risk reducer uh, uh, number uh, number uh, three uh, that's called Say I Do. <laughs> and what Say I Do means is senior leaders that say, we want to become more innovative and we want to engage in innovation and do uh, these and, and, and build these risk reducers into our culture have to have the mindset and have to have the commitment where they're willing to say, we're going to stick with it. We're going to say I do to com- to innovation for the next five years. And it really takes that long. It t- it's a long-term commitment. You can't just stick your toe in the water and say, oh, the innovation water is too cold. Um, you've got to be able to dive in and then swim the, swim the marathon in order to really succeed at innovation. Wonderful. Love this, Tom. Thank you so much for your time. Your insights uh, has been great, uh, not only partnering with you on this book, but reading it, sharing and talking about it with others and uh, look forward to uh, uh, maybe a few more books and insights from you on innovation. Thank you. 
Shivani, thank you so much. And thank you for your consistent thought leadership. It's greatly appreciated. Perfect timing. The dog barked when Perfect. you done. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Almost on cue. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, I'm going to stop record here.